And my guest for the evening needs no introduction, Giovanni White, who has done or who, who is doing Archangel Royale. Check out his music. Did I say it right? I always yep. say Royale, yep. not Royal. Royal. <laughs> <laughs> and please, by all means, check out his channel, uh, The Ancient Bloodline of Light. It is a really awesome YouTube channel. A lot of good information on there. Definitely check it out. Um, out of all the left-hand path stuff, I would say he's one of the few, in my opinion, that has a not only a really unique twist on how to practice, but... You're not entirely polarized, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, like like gnosis is gnosis. I mean, that's kind of what I get from it, from your work anyway. But I appreciate you being here, man. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Thanks. So uh, right before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about Paradise Lost from John Milton. And uh, I was mentioning that that book was banned for a little bit because the Vatican considered it anti-Catholic sentiment. And we're, uh, Giovanni was saying like, like how wild their, their library must be pretty much. Right. Yeah. That's why like, it has to be like a lot of things in there that the CIA probably know about or don't know about. Yeah. Well, according to, um, what is it? Alexander Zakelli. Have you heard of him before? Um, sounds familiar, honestly. So Alexander Zakelli, uh, he was a Polish translator and he translated the, um, I believe he translated some Dead Sea Scrolls, but I know he translated the Essene. What is it? Uh, some Essene books, and he got a he got an invitation to the to the Catholic underground library, and he described it as a like a four mile long library <laughs> of just all these this sacred unpublished texts, man. So just think about like, um, I, in my imagination, I just think about like the um, the Library of Alexandria. How most of the most of the contents were destroyed, but I'm imagining—I don't know for sure—but probably some of what was left over ended up being in the Vatican Library, and I believe Dan Brown, who wrote um, the, you know, the Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons, I believe he went to that library. If I'm not mistaken, I'm almost sure that he did that he was invited to it because well, if he, right. yeah, because if you get into some of these circles, man, these like underground. You know, right. society circles that they, they will invite you to places like that. You know, like he went to CERN, and I mean, just he's probably like in some group or whatever that we don't know. About. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's dozens of secret societies out there, you know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so, you know, the, the um, Illuminati is like the just basically on the spotlight. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And they um, they communicate with one another, with one another. So, like, I know this is like bridging on a different topic, but. In mass society, like like on the bottom of the pyramid, you know, we're all divided, right? We're all kind of divided, but on top, they're not divided. So it's like flipped. So they have unity. They can go anywhere around the world and recognize each other, shake hands, say what's up, come to the come to the Vatican Library, come to this vault, whatever, you know. And then down here, we're like fighting over who's vaccine shit, man. <laughs> it's like <laughs> just. Like, Whole another kind of, I mean, I know that's a whole other topic, but okay. yeah, yeah, just kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Anywho, um, you've worked with the Zazo for a while, haven't you? Uh, yes, on and off, like here and there, not so often, but um, 
I love to work more with him, um, especially when it comes to my music and my business. How does he help your music? Um, I like to think of him like, like my music manager. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, uh, what's the best way to put it? It's like he guides me on, you know, how to take an approach to some things, you know, and slow down. Like sometimes I might be racing and I'm like, okay, how am I going to take a portrait of this song? How am I going to, like, if, am I going to, like, finish it this way? What if I don't like it and then going to, like, redo the whole thing? And then it's like, you know, he just, he's like a, he constantly makes me feel calm and then just, like, it's like, I got channel him and then he guides me how I'm going to, like, you know, play the instrument or, you know, add some synths or stuff like that. And it just it comes out like smoothly. Do you do you see um, Azazel as having a like a very um, how should I say it? like a very aggressive energy, or is he or is he kind of like a like a calm, wise energy, or is he sort of like a does he have like a like a Viking kind of tough guy kind of energy? Um, it's like <laughs> it's calm. But it's at the same time, it's like you know he's there. It's like it's, like, it's almost like someone who's like physically right there, but he's not physically here, in a mm -hmm. way. Okay, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, because like um, for what I understand, I was introduced, I guess, to uh, to Azazel through the Book of Enoch. You know, it's like the scapegoat. I think that's probably what most of us um, understand. Excuse me, uh, understand him to be. Um, he is a scapegoat. Also, he's in somewhere in the book of Leviticus. I can't recall, but in uh, the Hebrew, they, they had that word in there. And he was the one that um, God, in quotations, told Aaron to sacrifice one of his sacrifices to, for. You know, he had a sacrifice. I think it was like, I'm, I may be getting this wrong. It's been a while since, since I read it. But um, yeah, what one of the lambs was to take the sins, basically the sins of the land, and that was that was that was Azazel, you know, that was like his job. So it seems like he's like this guy. So if I if if I have this correct, Azazel is a I guess like an angel that was one of the, you know, with Shemyaza and the other ones, and he was the one that was that was quoted in the book of Enoch to teach men how to make weapons of warfare. And yeah. he taught women how to, how to look hot and wear makeup and <laughs> how to have glamor and all, all these like forbidden things. And he taught, you know, man, uh, incantations and different types of magic. And then God got angry and called the, the other watchers together and says, Listen, all you guys really fucked up, man, but you really did. So you're the one who's going to take the blame for all the stuff that's happened here. So in my wild imagination, it is, I just see this like small, like desert kind of town that's that's thriving. And then this mountain like Mount Doom somewhere far away. And that's where the watchers were. And they were maybe watching mankind for a while. And then. Azazel is like showing people how to do stuff. Not that he's, a, I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but I'm just, you know, from the book of Enoch, it's kind of my imagination running with that, you know? So uh, how did he become, how did he become so popular in uh, occultism to, to be one that's called upon and whatnot, you know? That's a good question. Like it's, it's very mysterious to me because I wish I worked with him a lot often, but um, yeah, like, 
like his name, his whole energy just draws people in. Like he's like Chris Mag, like like um Leviathan or or King Pyman and or a bit Beelzebub per se. Like he's like, you know, one of those entities that's like right in front that everyone are so familiar with. Like um like for example like DBZ, like you have the popular characters in the front and you have the guys who don't really don't care about like curling on Shotian and Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> And then I guess that like um spiritual Satanists, they um they see Zazel like like um Lucifer as Satan's like right hand man, like as if a vice president to a president. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, okay. So he's like he's he's like a, he, he's a part of like uh like, like like a pantheon to some people, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean that makes sense. I know also uh, I've heard people say that that uh Azazel's Prometheus. He's got like a Promethean energy as well, which um, can be kind of like uh, Lucifer, you know, like wanting yeah, to I give agree. knowledge, wanting to give uh, man, wanting to help, wanting to give mankind tools so that, uh, you know, the humans can ascend and whatnot, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, above the Demiurge who does not want humans to ascend, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so how, how do you, how do you, if you don't, if you don't mind me asking, um, how how do you how do you work with them like would you you gather um, tools uh do you um do you do like a specific thurgy with them or anything that that's published or did you kind of just kind of do it like an intuitive way to to work with them um sometimes i like to light red or black candles or, or one of each and intuitively like just pick up on his energy mm -hmm. and evoke him and like primarily i would evoke him instead of like invoke it's been like i think once or at least twice i invoked him like i believe the first time i invoked him when i had um did my my uh, first video about vampirism it's like uh, for some reason he wanted it was, it was like he volunteered to be the the entity to be invoked when i um recorded that so okay it was like he was helping me allow the information to flow out you know, so um, I won't, you know, be, you know, have brain farts and forget some things that I had research and stuff. <laughs> so his energy was very essential, was very helpful for me to, you know, record that video and, you know, have the, the compliments and be well grounded for it. Okay. Okay. So you basically invoked him for, um, to help you like with your flow and everything. Yep. Like that getting, okay. That's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, because like um honestly, like even for preparing for this, I, I didn't really research, you know, other occultists and how they work with them that much. I I did watch maybe two videos going over uh history of them a little bit. You know, there's a there's a channel called Esoterica on YouTube and it's um it's done by I would say like a like a Kabbalist rabbi of some oh, sort. Yeah. I had yeah. Watched the video like two days ago. I came across it. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a video where he's talking about not um, Azazel per se, but he's talking about like book like Enoch and the Book of Enoch and things like that. So, because there's always like you know like usually there's not a lot of uh, ancient sources for Azazel, but there's enough for I think for the popular magician or popular occultist to kind of go by. You know. And I know that a lot of modern writers like E.A. Kowetting has a book on yeah. him. I haven't read it, but um, yeah, I know that that's one of the books. 
and stuff. Um, I guess some people like to work with them, him and like Shamyaza and some other watchers, things like that. I mean, oh yeah, it's yeah. like um, you know how I had like um, like a brief help with him that came to my business. Like um, I like to think of him like a, a, a business consultant, like um, because I had read that you know he can help when it comes to the businesses and stuff like that, not just like music per se and and other things. So. Um, while I was, I was getting from him, it was like, you know, just keep sharing, like, um, things that relate to spirituality and such, like, on your Facebook and like, even on your business page, and I kept doing that, and then it just, it was starting to bring some momentum of clients to me. And oh, cool. Still today, he still wants me to keep, you know, continue doing that and, you know, keep it up. Nice. Nice. That's pretty cool. You know, uh, have you been on Goetic Impressions at all? Um, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of that. I'm not. I'm, this is not a plug. Uh, they don't sponsor sponsor me, but um, they're they are a website that you can order like candles and scrying mirrors, altar cloths, like all kinds of stuff, really. And they have um, everything's divided into sections. And they also have a blog. Again, I'm not advertising. I'm just wanted to mention that they have this really cool uh, Azazel candle on there and a pentacle for sale. But they have a candle with his sigil on it. That's pretty cool. I didn't. I didn't buy it, but I'm thinking about getting it. Actually, yeah, I yeah. think I heard of it. It's probably on my bookmarks. I had someone in um in a group. I forgot the name of the group, but um they were like sharing you know their their products and whatnot, their website, and um I had asked them about it, and so they they um I had linked onto it, and then I had to my own bookmark because I was actually interested in um, purchasing from them. So I'm gonna check later on and see if that's the same website. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, go at go at impressions, but um, yeah, I just wanted to say like they have a pretty cool candle on there with yeah. his his sigil. Um, also like I I like the X Men character. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the that's, uh, I get I guess he's Nightcrawler's father or something. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's a funny yeah. thing because like um, as a joke, he likes to kind of appear like him, like in the on um, the first class movie. And, yeah. Like, Times he appears like you know without the all red and whatnot, and his outfit is like a little different, like a suit, but his hair is like kind of like in the movie, but it's like shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pretty cool character, man. I always thought that his Azel was a cool character because, like, um, as a kid, I liked Nightcrawler, right? And then I like when I discovered his Azel, like he's a cool character, you know? Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I like can be any kind of mutant, man. It would be one of those, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> complete with the arrow tail and everything, the horns, whatnot. They look, they just look cool. But <laughs> yeah, they definitely, I don't know. They definitely hmm? had a channel in order to get that character in there. They oh just, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I I'm I'm under the impression that like a lot of like uh, comic book media is somehow consciously and or unconsciously channeled, like for sure. Definitely. Yeah, you know, I mean Alan Moore talks about that, or he's spoken about that before in the past, yep. and same with uh, Grant Morrison. You know, that a lot of these uh, ideas, you know, um, that people end up like drawing out or writing out like, um, you know, like Lovecraft, you know, like uh, he would see those like those entities in his dreams, like they would come to him in his dreams and he ended up writing about them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, you know, like you can. Like, you know, how in Akash Records, everything you think about is like automatically manifested there. So all these like fictional characters, even in movies, live movies, um, 
it's like they're real, but in the in the astral realm. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can say, for example, get an action figure of Goku, for example, and then put like you have it like an offering to him, his character in the astral plane, and you could like and evoke him or invoke him or stuff like that. This, yeah, ever like I, I heard about them. This guy, um, his name is Brother Panic. He's a mental cultist. And he had talked about that. And I was like, you know, that's, that actually makes a lot of sense because, like, a lot of these characters can be, um, they can be like your servitor, you know, their, their thought forms, basically. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, uh, I mean, I'm a visual artist and a writer and stuff, too. And it just, you know, when I'm coming up with ideas, I want to, I want to feel what I, what I draw, what I paint, what I put out. I don't have to, I have to feel it. So somewhere deep in this imagination machine, it's, it feels like another world's in there that you're tapping into. You know, it doesn't seem like something that doesn't exist. It seems like something that actually has at least some kind of existence to it. I know that that's hard for people to understand people that don't um, do any, any of the arts that don't do music or visual art or anything like that. But, um, but I, everybody can do that though. Everybody has something like that because I think that that's like the, the God part of us. You know, that creation part, which is just tapping into the ethers, like you said, the Akashics and just like seeing that, you know, Yeah, I don't know. So I think I think like uh, like last night, Ashley and I were watching um, this superhero cartoon on Amazon was it's called uh, Invincible. But yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We just we watched the first episode and. In the beginning of the show, she was like, well, these characters already kind of exist. They're like X-Men already. And I was saying something like, well, the archetypes already exist before, but people just make new, they take the ideas and they go, they try and go deeper with them. You know what I mean? Like, like the, I like the ability to to fly, for instance, you know, like that's, that's not, that's nothing new, but you, you go with it and you make something else with it, you know? Right. So that's what I was trying to explain. Yeah. Like Records and then it's like, oh snap! Like you got this idea, but you were like, you really tap into the eighth or something that came to you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, um, you know, that's how people get a different idea. Like for example, if they have like a restaurant like this Burger King, and then somebody that they're trying to like copy off McDonald's, but they actually just took it and made it, make it their own way, their own element. Mm-hmm. To- yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's just because like the the universe is pretty much mental i guess and we're all kind of i don't know i'm still trying to like figure out where because uh, this is like a this is pretty relevant to what we're talking about but um there's this ongoing dialogue with one of my best friends about um demons you know we're talking even today before my phone died completely <laughs> we're talking about demons and um I, I keep getting these feelings that they're basically like angels, you know, like when we're talking about Azazel, Azazel and stuff. Um, to me, they're they're um, pretty much like angels, but they just have different egos. Yeah, you know, maybe more of a more of an earth of an ego that's uh, related to like earth earth based things. I guess like their realm might be more closer to here. I don't know. That's just what I was kind of telling him. I'm like, I, I think they're more like angels. They're just, but instead of, um, you know how you have human beings on earth, you have some that are like Buddhist monks, you know, and like real strict Buddhist monks, you know, and oh, yeah. they, they would be more like angels, 
you know, they don't drink alcohol. They don't engage in certain things. They do their best to not uh, let the ego run too much, but they they keep themselves in a certain frequency all the time, you know, like that's the word. And then you might have like, I don't know, some kind of some kind of shamans or whatever that that will drink vodka in the, in the mountains or something. <laughs> they may engage sexually. They may do something. Right. And I think and they may help the the village people with uh, material things a little bit more than like the monks would, you know, and that would be like a, a demon to me, you know, or a daemon or something like that. that's kind of how I kind of see them a little bit. Right. You know, yeah, they're but, they're, but hmm? they're great. Yeah. But maybe their legions might be a little bit different. I'm not sure, you know, like uh, maybe they might have like strong, um, like powerful legions. Right. You know, I don't know, I'm not a, an expert. I just kind of, feeling my way around all this stuff <laughs> yeah it's, it's like it makes you yeah. curious um like when you're reading about the boy shine they say that they have like this many uh spirits alongside them it's like okay but who exactly are these spirits i want to know like we know about these these demons but who are these spirits that's with them you know yeah 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 like i just say they command like like ten thousand legions you know that sounds like a lot Oh, yeah. You know, that that makes me think of like the 300 movie with Xerxes right. and this like, you know, quaking army going, <laughs> you know, like, definitely a fascinating way to think of it. And it's like you could like have a, a spiritual um, perspective about the movie. Like you said, like it's like you have this guy who's, you know, have all that jewelry on him. All those armies that he's sending is like his legions, his spirits. And you have, you know. God's name Sparta, something like that the leader, um, Leonidas, yeah. <laughs> this guy, they're like his his army, and you know, because of their their offering of you know, taking care of your village and everything, it made his spirits like strong, and then that's what made him so successful in defeating so many of them. Except for at the end of the movie, obviously, they, they get you know demolished, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> But Xerxes had that like ginormous size army, you know, like kind of quick in the ground and arrows that can block out the sky. <laughs> I'm a kind god, you know, that yeah. deep voice. <laughs> like, you know, I could imagine if you were to like invoke Azazel, if you say like there was like a situation where you had to defend yourself like if you're at a bar or or some people trying to like attack you or something any kind of reason and you invoke him and you know you just have that that strength that ability to defend yourself out of nowhere and in ways that you didn't know that you could do it you know and that's like the, the amazing thing about you know working with these these, these entities is like you know they have these ways of helping you and without it's like in a limitless way like like you just you wouldn't expect that you could uppercut this guy and he goes flying <laughs> or you know like bruce lee or something and then because of your because of you invoking their energy that energy all uh, flows along with your chi and you're able to kick someone and then they like go through the window or something oh wow yeah 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 <laughs> That's the incredible thing about invoking these entities is like they help you in so many ways and like you're like you know these demons they're more closer to us in the three dimensional realm so it's like 
then their energy is definitely going to work well compatibly with us since our physical bodies is in this physical realm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it makes sense for to me to think that their their realm is closer to frequency than, than us, and they're also, um, I guess, are quicker. I've heard from a lot of different uh, yeah. magicians and occultists that, like they say, that they work um, they work faster. But uh, I'm also wondering if it's just that angels just have a different. I don't want to say that angels have a. I don't want to limit them and say that they have a set of ethics that limits them to how they work. But maybe because of where they're where they are um, helping us from, uh, angels will be good for maybe higher spiritual pursuits. Pursuits meaning like um, like if a person was dealing with with grief, right? Yeah. Maybe a person lost somebody. They're dealing with grief. Like they might um, invoke Raphael, and yeah. Raphael can help heal them and teach them that you know everything on this earth plane is like is transitory it's all like temporary you know so more of like a zen consciousness yeah and like a demon or a demon might be the entity in that situation that might get something material done like um lower the hospital bill or for their loved yeah. one or whatever something like that you know i don't know that's just like an example that kind of comes to my mind a little bit you know because i've heard of people i've heard of people um getting things like sums of money when they needed it or like they were just like material based things i guess yeah. um not to limit though i'm sure there's something spiritual in there somewhere as well but because we are somewhat tethered to like a material matrix a little bit you know there's like this idea that uh, we have to from time to time as you know magicians occultists you know spiritual people we must tap into uh, the energies for things that we need on, on a material level, you know, because we're, we're just like, there's like this commerce and exchange happening around us, unfortunately, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to definitely work more with Zazel because of music, because like primarily I work with Amducius, but um, I definitely would love to work more with him and this, mm -hmm. um, like this current EP. And, um, like there's some angels that um who work like a lot with music that I call upon sometimes. But um what was I say? Um yeah, demons like they definitely all um, manifest things fast for you and sometimes angels do too. Like I have some experiences when they're pretty fast, but like primarily like at times they're not so fast. I guess they probably just want you to like go through some of the lessons of some things. Mm-hmm. But like, it's definitely beneficial working with them because as well, because how they're higher vibration and mm -hmm. if you are in a high vibration, you do manifest fast. So that can also be like, you know, from what I understand, you know, how things start to work fast with them at times. Um, and Damien's it's like, no matter what your vibrations are, like they're gonna like work with you like really fast and some things. Hmm. That makes sense, though. So, like, yeah. So, keeping your vibration higher, so it's kind of good to work with the angels as well. Do you now when you work with angels? Um, do you do any like really traditional methods for that? Like, do you doing like banishings or anything like that with them, or uh, um, any kinds of keys and calls? <clears throat> I usually just it's like the same thing with um, demons. It's like if I'm trying to like 
evoke some then i'll just like look at their sigil and you know call upon them <clears throat> really just talk to them um, in my mind and you know i'll feel them and you know, see them in my mind's eye and they just like you know pop up okay i like to drink a lot of water like when you drink a lot of water you know it helps you receive more information from the spirit realm like you're it's like you're clearing your energy a bit, especially like cold water, and it's pretty uplifting because, like, you know, cold water is you know, used for like cleansing yourself. So, when I drink that, it helps you know clear my energy a bit so I can receive some downloads and information from spirit, and um, and it makes it beneficial to um, evoke angelic entities. I mean, any entities really, but um, you feel very high vibrational, and so, like, when you're feeling that, it makes it more easier to feel them too, like, around you. So that's like a good shortcut of evoking them. But um, most of the time, um, I then, you know, call upon like Archangel Raphael and Archangel Ezreal and Archangel Michael. Like uh, if I talk to some clients um, who call me in and talk about like the things they're dealing with, like in their family, like health related or if someone, some people went to grief because someone passed away in their family. I just called Archangel Ezreal and Raphael for them to get to that grief and also to help them, you know, transition to, you know, from that period in their life, that grief, so they can move forward in their life instead of, you know, being stuck right there in that moment of that grief. And also to help, you know, the person who passed away to transition to the other side easily. And <clears throat> Archangel Michael to, like, help guide them and get to that, the, the challenge of what's going on in their life and to guide them and, um, you know, give them the strength. That's pretty cool. So, uh, Azrael and Raphael, you said for that? Yep. For grief. Oh, nice. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd say that's a pretty healthy balance, <laughs> you know, yeah. going with like, uh, some infernal spirits and then angels and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and just because we're talking about like, uh, vibration <clears throat> and, uh, increasing one's vibration and whatnot. I guess it just depends on what a person's, um, like reasoning for doing magic and stuff, you know, yeah. like uh, magic obviously can't be all for the material gaining, but it, you know, it's, it seems like that's a part of it. I hate to call it like low magic. Sometimes right. I find myself saying that because I'm trying to distinguish it from um, magic. That's for spiritual growth or spiritual sustenance. But now I'm just calling it practical magic more, a little bit more than saying no magic. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 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 yeah. Would you would you consider um Azazel an angel or would you consider him a, a demon? Oh, um, that's a good question. Um I don't think consider him like a dark angel to be a specific. dark angel. Okay. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Nice. Because like, like I don't really believe like there are fallen angels. I feel like that's metaphoric for Anunnaki and uh -huh. people, like way back in those times probably thought they were angels, you know, so, you know, Anunnaki means like beings from above or you know, something like that, so. Yeah. It, I mean, to me personally, it, it does make sense that he would be considered a dark angel, because like, you know, there, there are angels out there who are holy, but it doesn't mean like they won't do something to punish somebody, you know, they, they definitely would, they're not just like, mm -hmm. you know, kumbaya, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like all Archangel Samael is an example, too. Oh, somebody. Yeah, I, I've actually read in a um, in an old sacred text once that said that angels 
uh, what did it say? It said that angels have, uh, they recognize free will and that not all angels are the same. Something like that. I was basically saying that um, angels can be any, they can, they can act any way a human can act basically, you know? So some angels are going to, are going to basically want to, you know, I think that some angels want to uplift humanity and help us grow and heal. And, um, and help us with like an ascension process. And then there's angels that are like just doing other, other things, man. There may be, there's right. angels that are just, I mean, who knows, you know, because when we talk about ethics, ethics are for the most part made up by us, you know, like they don't yeah. really like you have like empathy and compassion, which aren't really um, a form of ethics. That's just more of like a, like a stimuli that we naturally feel within us spiritually, you know, we want to help or, but um, this at the same time, I think that you know the saint and sinner is in all of us. You know what I mean? Like, like I was saying something to somebody recently that you know, like you could be compassionate and empathetic and wanting to help somebody, but in a in a situation where one would want to defend themselves, obviously they wouldn't have a problem if they had to hurting somebody just to escape safe and to protect protect someone they love. You know. Yeah. And I think like spirits can be kind of like that too, but they just have a broader picture. I mean, I don't know. I hope, hope I don't sound like I'm knowing everything because I don't. Well, no, I saw good. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like share your knowledge with people so they could understand things from different perspectives and whatnot. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just like, uh, I, I love talking about these things and getting into this subject because it um, it helps me understand like the, the human experience and going beyond that you know so i think um doing spirit work where you're working with different kinds of energies like that could be very beneficial for like gaining gaining knowledge and learning about things like that so we can kind of go beyond this uh just like constrained contrived like human like sphere basically which is just kind of you know yep. kind of limited limit limited in like a lot of ways you know oh yeah so oh good so people can, like, I had, like, I started wearing the cosmetics because um, I had taken a um, modeling class, like, mm -hmm. graduated there. Mm -hmm. And um, they taught us how to, like, apply makeup because even, you know, men even wear it too, like, my models. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to wear it as an offering to Azazel. And, oh, really? Um, right. Cause I, I remember um, like they were saying, like, he even teaches, like, you know, beauty with cosmetics and stuff like that and you know sometimes i do wear like um eyeliner like since i was like 17 so sometimes i wear as offering to him as well and without even asking for anything in return you know like primarily like i always like do offerings for entities without even asking for anything in return um but i just felt like very 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 connected to him it was like it was like i invoked him even though i didn't while i was wearing you know makeup throughout that day i just felt his presence with me well, uh, so as an offering, like, uh, what, what, what do you do? You offer like blood or anything like that, or do you offer like, do you um, have like a? I haven't offered him blood before, but sometimes I would like play like certain genres of music um, as an offering to him, like metal, oh. classical, and um. Or just wear like eyeliner or mascara or any type of makeup as offering to him, or even nail polish. 
and um, that's pretty unique. Or I'll wear yeah. like, or I'll wear all black, like an outfit or something. Okay, that's actually pretty unique. So you 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 would basically like embody embody something like maybe embody what uh, a part of what you want to achieve you know like like sharing the world your uh music so like you'll like embody like the makeup and like things like that and playing certain tunes that's what that's what it sounds like that's pretty cool yeah yeah that's like a unique way to offer you know i guess that's that beats killing a bat and putting blood on a sigil (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cool (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, no offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, man. It, it's it's a slippery slope when you start talking about offerings, man. Because like, I mean, I've heard so many different, so many different like stories. I had this buddy years ago who was, um, he was some sort of Santerian, and he lived in Mexico for a long time and studied some kind of like African, like uh, Yoruban, um like voodoo voodoo or some sort and he had these like pots in his apartment you know these different pots with these like dolls like they were each one was like a a certain spirit and he told me that he would like get chickens and he would kill them and sacrifice them like in 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 those pots for the spirit because and i was like I asked him, I was like, well, what if you stop doing it? Like, what if you just like miss a week of sacrifices and you decide that you want to kind of move in a different direction? And he said, he goes, that would ruin my life. (laughs) And he was very serious the way he said it. I was like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would love, I I wish I could hear other people's experience with the Zazo. Like, you know, for the listeners out there, like, um, like they can join, you know, the most chaos group, right? So like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Their experience with him. Um, you know, I always like to invite people to, you know, talk about their experience in, in the comics on my own videos. So it's like, it's, it's always fascinating, you know, cause we all can learn from each other. And, you know, I know, I remember like years ago, people used to fight against, like fight, like, oh no, this is what you do and some of that. But nowadays, yeah. like share now learn from each other and that's great like we're, it shows that we're evolving i agree 100 percent. i totally agree man like i think that the communities uh um, the communities are supportive of one another you know we want to know each other's experiences i mean that's one reason why like i i do this podcast is i want to know people's experiences it's gonna i mean i can learn you know the 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 guests and the listeners we all learn from one another and it's a it's a beautiful thing you know, um, and anything that can help us to to grow past like the regular mundane operations that we have here, you know, when we talk about like spiritual attainment and spiritual growth, and it's not about being better than another person, but it's about like expanding our our consciousness, basically. In the end, you know, and uh, yeah, that that's why I like talking to you about this, you know, because it sounds like the, um, these entities that you've worked with, like they want to, you know, they it seems like they do that. They want to help you, like, kind of be that expression like for you it's like a part of that is music yeah. a specific type of music too not just any kind of music right. so um working with these different energies like that these different entities they can help you with that expression and that's a great thing oh, yeah. you know that's more of what what we want and um and i think that i mean i love metal music man i i'm i've always i mean metal i'm gonna die list like liking metal you know like i really am man i i, I love listening to it and one of the things I like about metal is that 
it, it's considered on the dark side for music <laughs> compared oh, yeah. to compared to other stuff, right? But because of that, it there are these like um occult like a ta- like um themes in there, you know. And even before I even knew an inkling of what any of it meant, I liked it as a kid, you know, like some of these different things, you know, like Black Sabbath and like what does that even mean, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can manifest with music and that's a great thing. Like there were times where I had dealt with when I was like younger, I had dealt with so much anger over, you know, past relationships and, you know, like online bullying. Well, people who associate with some exes and online bullying and um so like if i wanted to manifest like you know throwing that negative energy back onto them yeah like, i listen to by certain bands like uh not like they evoke a type of energy within me that i can you know take that and then just like throw it back at certain people and or if i listen if i want to be like uplifted Obviously, even listen to like a meditation music, or I can listen mm-hmm. to trance music, and to, to help me, you know, be gone to myself, and then just like bring up my mood, and, and use that energy to even, you know, project that positivity onto other people. Yeah, I mean that music is very powerful. It's a very powerful form of like of uh, of magic or manifestation. Okay. I, I I tend to do the same thing with music. Like certain times, certain moments, I want to hear music that's going to uh, be grounding. And um, kind of like bring you kind of inward more. Yep. And then there's uh, metal music, you know, sometimes that like if I just want to feel empowered, yeah, I might listen to that because of the tones and the music kind of give this feeling of empowerment. Right. You know, you, you feel mighty, you know, like you can just like win a war or something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, like an example will be uh, a song from like a few years ago or so from a uh, soul fly, the archangel song, you know, like I, I, I love uh, when he's like screaming archangel, you know, you have, you, have you heard that one? I haven't heard it, but now one, now I'm interested. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's from soul fly. Yeah. The album is called archangel and the song is called archangel. And it's just like this really like, ah, man, I just love that song, man. It just, you just feel like you just, you can just like take on the world when you hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like motionless and white. Like their music is, um, it's, it's amazing. Like it's very empowering, especially their, uh, let's see, their fourth album, um, Graveyard Shift. And there's like a certain song, like a, a song called Soft. And it's like very empowering. And the lyrics, I love the, I love what he says. I'm insane. I'm insane in the main brain. I'm gonna fuck your face with a switchblade. <laughs> oh man, very tolerant lyrics. I really love that. And it's so out there, like they freely be themselves and it's empowering. And like, I would definitely recommend listening to a song called Underdog off their uh, second album. It's, I really love that song. I used to listen to that like over and over and over, like almost every day. It's called Underdog, like the song is called Underdog. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna and, check that um, out. It's great, you know, and on an esoteric level, the uh, album cover on the grave game graveyard shit is a, of a little boy. And you know, the vibe that I get off that image, it's like I get off I get a dark elf energy from that. 
like they had fans like um draw out uh images for that album and they wanted to choose the best one so they could have the cover and so i kind of feel like maybe the person that they chose that cover for like they probably knew this person or they just basically like placed that dark elf energy in that image fascinating yeah huh. yeah because I, I get a like strong dark elf energy in that album I've heard you mention elves before, though, like in one of your videos, like uh, you, um, you like you like elven energy. Yeah, I take it like dark or dark. What are the differences between like dark elves and like regular elves, basically? I may I never really interacted with like elves, but dark elves mainly. So like the energy with dark elves, it just feels it's very mystique, but it's such a, an incredible way like it's very surreal like it's it's hard to explain to be honest but it's mm -hmm. like i just feel so pulled towards them like i feel like they have been reaching out to me for so long since i've been feeling their energy so much and just being pulled towards them and it's like this is it's kind of hard to explain but they're just like no you're good yeah very, I very fascinating i understand like sometimes it's really difficult to kind of explain like when it like uh just now when you're talking i was um, i was thinking about um like fairies and elves and i was like like i can kind of describe angelic energies yeah. somewhat and demon like daemon energies and uh i'm like man how would you describe like fey energies because like if you say earthy earth-based energies it doesn't it, it like almost doesn't cover it really because it's different yeah. right exactly <laughs> you know um had a conversation with one of my buddies the other day about when i lived in north carolina you know the mountains there's like a lot of waterfalls in that state there's a ton of waterfalls you know especially in the western part of the state where I lived, I lived in Asheville and I lived in like more of like the rural area for a few months. And, um, it has a very, very fey kind of elven kind of energy oh, yeah. up there. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Cause like in that part of the country, it's the only place in the West where ginseng is indigenous because when the, um, when the whole world was like one continent, you know, Pangea, or Pangaea, I guess. Um, it was like, I guess, Asia and North Carolina were more connected, you know, so it grows, you can, you know, ginseng is indigenous and grows there. But it has this like, in the springtime up there, what I remember from the springs are like all the pollen coming from the trees. And I would be in the woods by myself just looking at all this like, like, have you seen that movie Legend with Tom Cruise? Oh, yeah. I really like that movie. I feel like um, they kind of got the idea of Legend of Zelda with that. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, man. They they probably did. But like the forest, the way the forest looked, is how this forest kind of looked. Like I used to go to. Like it had a lot of that blowing pollen, and every once in a while I'd see like a little twinkling in a bit, like in a distance and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like definitely, yo, definitely. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it made me think of like so. Yeah, dark elves. Okay. I don't know that's uh <laughs> are they are they kind of like uh would you would you do the same type of working for for elves as you as you do with like the angels and like daemons and stuff like kind of symbols and sigils and things like that um well i don't know any specific sigils for them but i will listen to like dark elf music that i will find when i put them in my, my playlist on youtube or i would 
also like use blood as offering to them. And um, what else? Dark elf music, like what? Can you give me an example of some dark elf tunes, man? Kind of sounds like Viking music in a way. Okay. And you know, sometimes they have like different like flute music and whatnot. Um. But uh, yeah, I I had a theory that they're like the Norse pagan lore version of vampires, since they like blood and they kind of reflect vampires in a way. Okay. So they could be like their pagan lore version. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm wrong. But I think I think you're right. I, I if I'm not mistaken, I believe that uh dark elf lore comes from like Scandinavia. Yeah. I'm almost like certain that, that it actually comes like dark like actual dark elf lore is from like either Norway or okay. like Denmark or somewhere up there. It's from there, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Like, you remember the video game, um the Legend of Kane. Um, yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yeah, I used to play that. He used to. He looks like a dark elf, and he's a, he's a vampire. So it's like it makes a lot of sense. And Damn, that was a cool ass game, man. God, I'm getting yeah, flashbacks yeah. now. I never got to play it though, but like I always looked for it because I used to, like my dad used to rent games for me. My brother was younger like all the time, and I never came. Across yeah. It. But there was like the other game, like um, with the guy who called like Nightcrawler and Alvin X Men. God, so like, okay, okay. I, I know audience. We're talking about video games now, but but bear with us, <laughs> man, because this is this is this is related. Okay, so no, because there's a lot of occultism in that game. So I remember that in like the late '90s, because I'm older than you. So raw, it was called uh like the Legacy of Cain, and the, I, I always thought the character in the game, yeah, he had these like big claws. And in the beginning, he was an angel. If you remember the game, like I remember the game. In the beginning of the game, there's a cutscene where he has wings. And this, I guess, his like overlord was like talking to him, and I don't. Re- I I need to like. I think I'm gonna YouTube this when we're when we're when we finish this, and I, you know, like kind of clean up the the podcast, like add the music and all, like editing and all that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna like look look for the cutscene for that. Yeah, because like, he, uh, the character of his name was Razael, so that I that's where I first heard the name Razael, who's an who's an archangel, awesome. right? Yeah, and like he gets punished. And I, I don't know if he gets his wings ripped off, but he's no longer like an angel. He's like a fallen being in that game, and he doesn't die. Instead, like, uh, and when you go to water, when you like jump into water, it's like a whole other kind of like manifestation of the character in the game. It's really strange now, but it was a very spiritual game though for its time. It's funny how like yeah, he was an angel, and he he becomes like a vampire, and then. We have like the theory of Azazel was like an angel and then so-called fallen, and then he helped me do the video on vampires. You see how that is synchronized there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, would, do you think that like the the fallen part is a metaphor for something? I, I feel like um yeah definitely like um I feel like it's about like us like we were like in that high vibrational state, and then we've fallen into like this three-dimensional consciousness and like into like this ego systematic matrix that we're in where you know we're about the material things and stuff like that and so it's like you know spiritual enlightenment is kind of like you know bringing us up like ascending it's like bringing us up back into that um like we're rising back into like our throne like we're getting our wings back and stuff like that 
like the wings are a metaphoric of your, of your higher self, your higher consciousness. I like that. I like that a lot, though. So fall, so falling could be like a metaphor of like, like a, our awareness descending into more of matter, material yeah. pursuits, and things like that. That makes a lot of sense, actually, because um, there is a lot of that, those types of themes in different cultures and stuff. You know, there's a saying in Tibet. Well, it's not really a saying, but they believe that, um, and 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 um, Kabbalah or Kabbalah as well. Like with the with the ten sephirots, and where we went from Kether, and which is the crown, which is the all, all spirit, which would be like the crown chakra, I guess, you know, to uh, the Malkuth, and the Malkuth means the kingdom, but it's more of like the earthly kingdom. It's all it's all about like material and right. things like that. So we so the idea is to kind of climb the ladder to kind of go back up to that. Per, like that great perfection right. and I, I guess we're we're connected to it but we but this band of frequency is just like all material kind of stuff you know we yeah. very little uh spiritual kind of most people don't have like don't think about the spiritual stuff very much i guess yeah i feel like it's all about the the awareness you know like how yeah in a tree life is like symbolic like you know, being aware of your, like, you're aware of this material realm, and then you're becoming aware of your spiritual self, like, who you truly are, and then you're, you start ascending of the Sephiroth, like, spiritual awakening. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I like that a lot. Yeah, because, like, um, about, an, like, two hours ago or so, I was watching Vice. I was watching one of those Vice videos on YouTube, and it was about uh, how they work way too hard in China. And this is very true. <laughs> They work something called 996, which is like uh, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week. You know, very, very demanding. Yeah, just really inhumane and just, you know, people trying to, you know, achieve and everything. And one girl in the video, she was like um, sitting on the floor in her apartment and she says, uh, all in Chinese, but they have it all translated. She says, um, she says, I feel like my soul is like just is, is dying. She says, I feel like I'm just falling right now because of because of working like this. And I, it, it made me think about that. It made me think about how, you know, um, it's it's like a trap. It's like a hell, basically, that people allow themselves to get into. You know, we get encouraged to kind of be in like a hell, per se, I guess, you know. So that's like we get like we've fallen, but we've gone even lower than that. You know? Well, yeah. It's, just, it's very sad, and this is why, like these people, like commit suicide. And ah, man, yeah. yeah, it's heavy. They want to reboot the game, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was just about to say that it's heavy. That that energy is very heavy. It's very low vibrational, and and I know they feel that weight on the on their energy, and it's just pulling them down. And it's like it's very unfortunate, and it's like it's, it could be like an agor on the other side, like having them in these chains, you know? These yeah. Man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm so sensitive. Like watching that part of the video it gave me a little bit of anxiety, honestly. You know, I'm not that anxious of a guy, but I had a little bit of anxiety watching that because I felt so, so bad for that, for that girl and wishing that she would just like to say, fuck it, man, I'm done with this. But it's like really hard to get out of such certain situations like that. You know, um, because like the culture is different and the family are going to be like, pull your own weight, you know, like you need to do this. You know what I mean? Like more than likely that's the case. They're not going to be like, 
follow your dreams like we are here you know hey, that's why they, they, they come here and it's like you know we're very fortunate in this country and a lot of people don't understand that and yeah you know some people like like to complain about like what's like the women have a part here but they don't like look at women in like syria and iraq and places like that and it's like grateful you know it's like it's a little different over there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about we're talking about you know like talking about what we're talking about tonight would be forbidden in some countries yeah Man. you know bringing up these uh deities and azazel and what or zazel you know it, it will be forbidden fruit you know right don't do that <laughs> it's like i literally just heard them say they need they need a lot they need a knowledge like they need to know you know and it's like you know, the more awareness the more you know people could try to like put different energy towards that just make a, a different outcome better outcome for people and the come out of that and especially like being aware of how there are egregores within corporations and whatnot then we can like you know use the help of these entities that we work with to Free these people from these egregores on the other side. You say free them from the egregores? Yeah, like they have that could like, probably, yeah, they possibly have like like astral chains on these people, <laughs> on their energy. Man, there's a movie that you should totally watch. Uh, I saw it maybe back in like 2013, so it's been a while. It's called Branded. Have you heard of it or seen it? Sounds familiar, actually. Yeah, so it's a, um, I believe it's a Russian slash American production. It's in English, but um, it's about a guy who he works for some sort of corporation, and he had like they did like they do they produce food, and he does like ads and whatnot, and he has he has like a some kind of like spiritual awakening in the film, and he's able to literally see egregores behind the advertisements. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy, man. You yeah. gotta watch. You gotta. You gotta find it. It's called branded, man. Someone told me. Two people told me about it back then, and I saw it. I was like, like that. Like thinking about it now, because I, I was talking to a buddy of mine um, that I've been friends with for a really long time, and um, I said something about like corporations, just like what you said. I was like, corporations have egregores, and he he didn't, he didn't know what an egregore was, and I explained explained it to him. He goes, oh, you mean like the movie Branded? It was like exactly like the movie Branded. <laughs> like that movie really like, it really shows that. I don't know who, who made that film because I, like I said, I saw it one time. It was on Netflix. Every once in a while, Netflix would get these like rare gems that are like hella conscious and then they just disappear. You know, <laughs> That was one of the movies, you know. <laughs> Maybe branded on um, Amazon Prime Video. I hope I hope so. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You'll be you'll be able to find it at least for rent on there. At the very least, you'll be able to rent it. You know, I think it. it actually, I might watch that tonight, man. That seems like it's been it's been years since I've seen it, and that's it's so it's been like a rele like a very relevant subject. So yeah, I definitely want to. I know, like, like we're. It's like a slightly different subject, but I feel like this is like a sub subject of what we're talking about with like dark angels. Yeah, because like I Azazel is here. Like he's literally just standing there watching me. <laughs> so it's like he um his energy is he's actually just really interested in here to talk about this and um you know he's just, just chilling there. <laughs> Azazel is to me is like uh I think he would I think he likes metal. 
or so, <laughs> or would appreciate metal, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like anybody, I mean, uh, listeners who are musicians, I would definitely recommend you know, work with him with your music or uh, your business or any projects that you have. Cause I, you know, I feel like he's like, he's like a, a good consultant, you know, in a way, like, you know, he definitely guide you and give you like certain synchronicities and things that you need to um, know to help you get from point A to point B. And, you know, if you're meditating on him or do automatic writing, yeah, like, you know, take notes or whatnot. I, I think it's pretty cool to work with him. He's great. Nice. So I have, some, I, have, I have a few questions I want to bring up that uh, maybe some maybe some of the listeners I know we're not doing this live. Um, maybe that's something something I could do in a future project. But um, have you done or do you sometimes use uh, the tarot for consulting these entities? Um, I actually have been using all of my occult tarot on with them. Like I would you know ask a certain question and then I would you know feel their energy. Like um, okay, this certain thing is going on. Then what can I do to make a situation better or like there's certain um daemons on particular card. like for example boon is um like on the sun card and um you have baphomet on the magician card and um baphomet's on a magician card yep. that makes sense <laughs> you know the the like earth sign that's on there you know or the, right yeah okay um I think Zazel is on Ace of Wands. And um, Lucifer on a death card. And on the, on the picture, it's, it's of a little boy holding a flute. And he's like laying, he's sitting on um, a pile of skulls. So that's uh -huh. a very interesting uh, image. Okay. Um, but yeah, like these, and then on, on, the, on the cards, it has um, writings of, you know, what these entities are for. And so it's, um, it's their energy is so strong that um, when you're shuffling right away, the right card will pop out instead of like you're just sitting there shuffling. And so that's so strong they are connected like to this realm. Which which deck is that again? Um, it's a cold tarot. The cold tarot, yep. and it has it has major and minor arcana in it. Yep. Huh. Okay. So uh, who is on the uh, tower card? You know, offhand or. That's the Tower of Babel. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Damn. Right. It's, it's very interesting that um, the guy who huh. very, very talented with that. Now, I have another question, too, about uh, about Azazel. So, like, work, with working with them, uh, can you work with, like, have you ever worked, This, I guess this, this can apply to, like, uh, any other dark angels or, or demons, like, have you ever worked with angels and demons kind of together? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, if it's like a protection or just like a certain task, like uh -huh. help me, you know, have a, excuse me, a clear view of some ideas that I need um, or how to approach certain um, things. <clears throat> it's like they're not like fighting each other or anything it's just you're you do you, you feel these energies of them like a balance there like these different frequencies and it's almost like there's that in the middle and then have and angelic energy and the daemonic energy right there and like and the energy that you feel in the middle in between you is this what i always see in my mind's eyes so it's like it, it brings a balance there with them it's kind of like those like that ocean when there's specific ocean is um colliding with the other one and you see that different colors 
there. Um, it's like that, you know, and they're they're not fighting each other. They be in the same room with each other as I see in my mind's eye. You know, some people may say they, they don't want to be around each other. Maybe that's just how they manifest based on their beliefs or what they feel within themselves. <clears throat> but I feel like it's a, it's a good lesson of them having that balance to be interact with each other because it's like they're telling us that we must have a balance within ourselves because it's like, you know, we have that good wolf and the, the bad wolf, like the, the native lore, you know, and have that balance with that. And it, there can be some compatibility um, work things out in your life and especially when it comes to manifesting. Mm -hmm. Nice. Wow. Thank you for that. Thank you for explaining that, man. Yeah, that, that, that resonates with me a lot, you know, cause like I know, um, in the beginning of, uh, even entertaining the idea of working with other entities outside of like angels for me, it was like, well, what about balance? Cause some people, some occultists I've seen online, um, at least not all of them, but like I've seen some online that tend to only do one or the other. And just recently I've been seeing like more that like will work with both depending on the need, I guess, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Especially King Pyman. He's like that balance of angels and demons. And he's like, you know, he, he's like that anchor between them. And so people, he's like that go-to, like they want to work with demons. He's usually the first one that people go to because he's like that easygoing energy before they, you know, move up to working with editors and, you know, getting to know the, uh, these editor frequencies from them. Huh. Yeah, King, yeah, King Payment, uh, yeah, seems like he would have like a, um, an energy that would be sort of angelic to me a little bit too. Yeah. Even though I've, I've never done any uh, ritual work with with them, but um, I don't know. Like now, I always kind of chuckle because I think about um, that movie Hereditary because I watch a lot of horror films. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, he made a, he made an appearance in that film, kind of. <laughs> uh, what other um, demons have like, or may what other demons may possibly have like an angelic energy, other than uh, payment? Oh. To be honest, I don't know. Like he's like the okay. only one that I feel that from. But um, the more you just you work with them, the more they're so open to interacting with you, and you know they'll just mm. come right through without you know effortlessly, without having to like you know cloud sigils and whatnot. But you know people still do that, which is fine. You know I used to not like grab incense and light candles. I used to just like. You know, just connect with them because I think about their sigil and whatnot. And I recognize their energy, but now I, you know, for the hell of it, you know, I, I do like candles. I do um, light incense for them, and you know, you know, throw out offerings for them and such, because I don't want them to feel like I'm not trying to make any effort for them. Okay, okay. So like offerings really do play like a big role into 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 like the work with you that that you're doing. Yeah. It's okay, like it's you're appreciating. Mm. Your ancestors. Okay. Cool. Well, that, thanks for uh, explaining that, man. You have any other uh, in closing? You have any other tips for like channeling any of these beings or any other dark angels or uh, particularly in uh, Zazel for anybody out there that may be kind of curious on trying? I kind of feel like you know people who are. 
possibly dealing with any mental health issues and they're probably wondering, well, would they want to work with me? How would I go about this or not? So um, I'll say, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. If you can't help, you know, what you're dealing with, um, mm-hmm. it's important to take care of yourself. If you're possibly having an addiction to any drugs or alcohol, um, what's important and what they, they can feel in your heart and what you want and they can feel like you do want to make the effort and make a better change in yourself. That's even good enough for them because they know what's in your heart. So just take step by step, take care of yourself before working with them because the energies can be intense. So, you know, do cleansing baths, you know, um, get some exercise, eat healthy foods, you know, pay, observe the change within yourself as you're doing this. Cause you know, my personal quote is, you know, just the first step counts as a thousand. And I actually learned that um, some guy, some Buddha or someone had kind of have a similar quote and that kind of blew my mind. <laughs> so, um, yeah, take care of yourselves. Um, you know, meditate, observe, you know, what goes to your mind instead of reacting to it. Cause that's the whole point of meditating is not trying to fight it. Um, just observe what's going to your mind, you know, give yourself in that balance, at least you don't have to, be, don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfectly like up there, like namaste-ish. <laughs> you make <laughs> things that you, that could be destructive, but, um, you know, like I said, they know what's in your heart. And so then when you feel like you're in a good place to evoke them or invoke them, go for it. And because they're, they're not going to discriminate. They're not going to judge you because, you know, they're a part of you. You know, Damon means like, you know, divine power. You know, they're all within. So, mm-hmm. so you know, take care of yourself. It's like you're showing respect for your higher self because you are a sovereign. So, you know, take your time if and for those, another serious thing I like to say, because I know it's personal. So, um, you know, if you ever relapse, don't feel like they hate you. You know, they don't. They know what you want to do. They know you want to like make a change within yourself and and stuff like that. So don't beat yourself up. Keep empowering yourself. Keep going because what matters is that you're still keep going and doing this and understand the why behind it. Understand the why, like why you want to do this and make a better change in yourself in your life and you know and they, they can help you you know you can these entities can help you too and fight you know what you're dealing with so very good thanks man much appreciate much appreciated to that and uh yeah this is cool i really hope that this can uh help some people that may be curious but at the same time may have some hesitations because i know like when you get into uh working with energies outside of the <laughs> judeo-christian pantheon but have a curiosity uh, for magic and ritual it could be quite daunting sometimes for for certain individuals because they have the um you know they just have these like reservations about it a little bit but uh yeah that's one of the that's one of the things i like about your work though is that um you you work with both daemons and like leviathan and asmodi and things like that but you know you don't you you're cool with angels too. <laughs> yeah, you were saying that they that the demon means demon means divine spirit. Demon means divine spirit, so that they're a part of us. Yeah, that that resonates. Very cool. Cool. Well, um, let's tell the listeners where they can find you, where they can find your uh, your music. So Archangel Royale, right? 
and you can find interglanular light. So you can find interglanular light on um, my Facebook group and also the page, Archangel Royal, the page, and mm -hmm. also on Instagram, and Archangel Royal Official on YouTube. And um, see you guys there. And cool. And you do readings too, right? Yep. Like, where, where can they, where can we find you for readings? My uh, business, uh, you can find my business page on Facebook as well. Um, there you eye second readings. You can also um, punch that in on the internet. You can find the, the website from WordPress, there you eye second readings as well. And I have two blogs on there so far. Okay. Ethereal eye psychic readings. Sweet. All right. And check and definitely check out his YouTube channel, Ancient Bloodline of Light. Ancient Bloodline of Light is also on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know why I did that weird voice just now. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. And yeah, thanks, Giovanni, for, for being back on here, man. You're like, you're like my Duncan Trussell, man, on here. You know, like I, just, I keep having you back on here because you always have some, some cool stuff to say. And, you know, um, but yeah, much appreciated. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the far side of midnight again. And we will see you. On another episode, probably I don't know what my next episode will be. Maybe a the vampire continuation one from the previous one. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. But anyway, I'll see everybody later. Peace out. Peace. Happy summoning. <laughs> <laughs>